Wow, the podcast that will provide you with the tools you need to thrive in today's society. If you're new here, then hello, I'm Georgina Beasley, your host. And if you've listened before, then welcome back. Outside of hosting this podcast, I work in the suicide prevention space in a marketing and communications role in Canberra. I spend too much time socializing at the dog park with my lovely border collie Murphy and enjoy pizza on the couch with a glass of wine most Friday nights. But today we are talking about settling. Are you creating the dream life that you always imagined for yourself or are you settling for a life that society tells you you should live? Whether it's your career, relationships, friendships or hobbies, it can often become all too easy to settle for something. It can be hard to turn off all the voices that are telling you how to live your life, who you should date or what you should do, then actually stop and listen and fulfill the desires that are burning inside you. That's why Manifestation and Mindset Coach Effie Assalter is here to help us navigate this space to help you start living your extraordinary life. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, then please remember to subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends. And if you haven't already, you better come join us on Instagram at thewowpodcast underscore. Hello, Effia, and welcome to the Wow Podcast. Hello, and thank you for having me. It is such a pleasure to have you on. And I think today's episode is going to be a very interesting one. I'm looking forward to delving in further with you. But before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Ngunnawal people, the traditional custodians of the land I reside on, and the Wurundjeri people of the land Ethia resides on. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, and I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners here today. So Effia, would you like to share a little bit about yourself? Yes, absolutely. And in the interest of time, I'll condense it. So (laughs) I am originally from Scotland, but I've been living here in Australia for the past five years now. And really what kind of prompted this move was a search for meaning, a search for purpose. And I had gone back to uni after finishing my undergrad. I'd gone back to study my master's degree. And pretty soon into the degree, I realized that it wasn't for me and that I was kind of trying to follow what I thought were the right steps or where I was supposed to be at in my life I didn't know what those steps were so I was like I'll go back to a master's I'll kind of prolong the process of figuring it out and I just realized that it wasn't really for me so my initial plan after that was to come to Australia kind of figure out what I wanted to do with my life for a year and then a year turned into five years and then I figured out that what I wanted to do was to actually be here and to also empower other women on their journeys to find out what their soul's purpose is and to have the confidence to actually live in alignment with it because I think it's one thing to say okay this is what I think I want to do or this is what I know I should be doing but it takes more than just knowing to actually begin living in alignment with it and to take those action steps and to committing and And I'm just so passionate about empowering women to stop settling for their life and actually claim their lives and say, yeah, you know what, this is what I want. I'm unapologetic about it. I'm okay to set the boundaries that I need to get there. And I'm going to be relentless in pursuing that. And that's, yeah, that's what I'm so passionate about now. Yeah, I really love that because I think so many people can relate to that feeling of, I don't really know what I'm meant to be doing. So I'm just doing what everyone else tells me to do. Like, I feel like that is just so common 
when you are growing up and you've left uni and people just tell you, well, go get a job. Like, it's like, you know, you finish high school and everyone tells you to go to uni. So you go to uni and then people tell you to get a job. So you get a job and then you kind of do that for a couple of years and you sit there wondering like, oh, is this actually what I want to be doing? Or have I just been doing what people have told me to do? And I think there's that huge shift mentally that people go on where they realize actually I want to be doing what I want to do and live like my extraordinary life um, and not settle like you've kind of mentioned and what we'll be talking about today so I think you know it's so great that that's what you've ended up doing with your life because I feel like that's something that so many of us face at some point along our journeys. I definitely think so and I even remember at school that it was it's so drilled into you that you need to go to uni. And I remember like, I feel bad about it now, but obviously at the time I didn't know any better. Like looking down on my friends who said they weren't going to uni. I was just like, don't they know? Mm. This is the way, this is the path. And even one of our um, school teachers, I remember he said like, either you're going to go to university and get a good degree or pick someone good to marry. And he was being deadly serious about that. Whoa. Wow. Isn't that interesting? And I think it's so fascinating because I think like we are so boxed so early on in our lives into these spaces of like what you're meant to be, what you're meant to do. Um, it's so interesting that from a, such a young age, like, and I completely remember my schooling space was so much of like no one would ever not consider going to uni there wasn't even like there was another option it was just like no everyone would go to uni and if you didn't it was the same kind of thing it was like oh what's that person doing like you know it's like breaking the mold like that's not what's meant to be done but then you kind of realize and you look back on your life and you go well maybe it probably would have worked out better if I didn't rush into uni because I didn't know what I was really wanting when I was you know 17 and deciding that I would, would go to an marketing degree or whatever that may have turned out to be for you guys but yeah you kind of just don't really know yourself it's such like a transformative period that you're still trying to work out for sure for sure I think it's definitely going to be so so different um for our kids or if you if that's something that you want you know it's going to be such a different upbringing in time for them and space to choose like what they actually want to do rather than having it forced on them like I am glad that I went to uni but I think the way that it was approached was definitely (laughs) not great Mm. So do you find this concept of like settling maybe for just what people, what the world tells you you should do? Is this like something really common that you find a lot of women coming to you and discussing? Yes, definitely. And settling can look so different for different people. It might be settling in a job. It might be settling in a relationship. It might be even settling in the way that you treat yourself. I think in so many small ways, people are settling every single day. It's just about bringing that awareness to, okay, what in my life is actually working for me? What in my life was actually decided for by me? And what things do I want to continue to grow and to build on? And what is no longer making sense for me, but I've just been going down this path because I don't know how to stop I don't know how to leave and even after I graduated uni and I had this idea in my mind of okay I'm loving living overseas in Australia and at that point my partner was living back in the UK and how I had envisioned things going was I was going to come over here and then I would be going back to the UK so having enjoyed this life of sunshine in Australia which was a big appeal of me moving over here I was like I can't then go back and be cold in Scotland so I need to have my own business so that I have the freedom to you know move around as I please and I decided to start my own business and initially before I became a mindset and manifestation coach I was in the digital marketing space that's what I'm qualified in that's what both my degrees are in and I started a digital marketing business even though throughout the course of my master's in digital marketing I hated it 
And I decided to start the business in that because I was like, well, I start a business in something I'm good at. I start a business at something I'm qualified at. Okay, I'm qualified in this. And even though at that time I was really interested in spirituality and I've been manifesting so many incredible things into my life, I was like, this isn't like a real job though. Like this isn't a real job that people are talking about. Like the coaching space was still so new and especially with spirituality coaching, that was something like I even remember mm. bringing it up with my coach and she's like, the digital marketing sounds like a good option. I was like, I'm also interested in this. But then we were like, no, like let's just go with what you know and know in an academic sense. And it's a shame that this is the only way that we're measuring things by what you know is by whether you are qualified in something specific. So I again, I went down this path of starting to build this digital marketing agency and I realized that okay it's not just the fact that I dislike the degree and maybe I'll like it better when I'm working for myself but it's truly I don't want to be in this industry I don't want to be working in this industry and again I've just mm-hmm. pigeonholed myself into something that I don't really want to do and it wasn't until I had a conversation with my coach actually last year at the beginning of the year and I had hired a coach to kind of help me set um, reach my goals because I was setting all of these goals around this business this digital marketing business and I was never hitting them I didn't have any clients I was miserable I was so burnt out because at the same time as I was doing this business my blog I also had my social life I was also studying I had mm. so many things going on and this was such a huge part of my life that I was not passionate about and so one day we got on the call I think it was like maybe our third call working together as usual I was like bursting into tears I was like this is just so stressful I'm just so burnt out right now and she's like okay how would it feel if just for like a couple of weeks you took the time off posting on that Instagram account you gave yourself some space just to rest and at that time her telling me to rest felt so absurd but she was like do you even want to do this and I was like no it was so easy for me to say no this isn't what I want to do at all and although deep down I knew that I hadn't really allowed myself to know that so when she was like take that two weeks off and see how you feel I was like okay I'm going to commit to taking this two weeks off and I just never went back I was like no I've never tasted the sweet life this is what freedom actually feels like I'm not going back why do you think you know we struggle to to kind of like stop the snowball. Like we, I think it's so easy for us to choose to settle than to do the hard work that is required to go above and beyond. And to, I guess it's, and I think when I say hard work, it's something that it's so funny. We think it looks like hard work to get to that other side, but it's actually not. It's just as easy as stopping what you're doing and stepping across. But I think when you're in, you know, at, a place where you're unhappy, whether it's a job, a relationship, some type of area in your life that you're not feeling completely fulfilled in, often you just continue to do it because it feels too hard to do anything else. Like why do you think we just tend to just continue on with that instead of changing it? I think it's largely unconscious and that so much of it comes back to our ego's desire to be safe and our unconscious mm-hmm. mind is responsible for running 95% of our mental life and the way that our unconscious mind does this is by running on strategies, running on stories, running on belief. So it's easier for your ego from an unconscious mind perspective to just keep running the same strategies every single day rather than, oh wait, I'm going to have to learn how to do this new thing, how to get good at this new thing, how to get over the fear of what people are going to think of this new thing. And that's seems on the surface like so much work when actually it's more work to stay stuck and stay 
comfortable because your comfort zone isn't actually that comfortable it's something that you've just tricked yourself Mm -hmm. into believing and everything changes even if you think well I'm just going to stay here and everything's going to stay the same everything in life changes that's a given it's whether it's going to be that positive change that's going to inspire you to grow and move forward or whether it's that change that you're going to look back on in five years time and just say wow I wish I would have made that decision that would have been difficult in the short term but in the long term would have given me so much more fulfillment and I think Uh, with every single person I work with or come into contact with I'm like that decision right now aim for the long-term gratification not just the short-term gratification and it will be so so much sweeter because the amount of people that I speak to and they're like I wish I could have done this differently like a few years ago like wow I'm so Mm -hmm. lucky that for me it was a matter of months and that business just one year because in my mind I was like okay after five years then I'll change into something I really love like imagine that I've been five years of my life like I just yeah life is so precious so valuable Mm. and it's also it's funny to say that like when people say oh I wish I'd done that when I was your age um but you know now that I'm older it's too hard to get out of it it's like no you can still change now like you're never too old to do something different or to feel more fulfilled or to align yourself with your more closely with your purpose like I feel like it's just our subconscious telling us that it's too hard or that we are too old but not necessarily the case (laughs) exactly I think a lot of us are waiting for that external permission but ultimately you have to be the one to give yourself your own permission slip otherwise the goalpost is always going to be moved in favor of other people's dreams Absolutely. It's like, it's one of those things, like no one is going to, like your boss isn't going to walk in one day and go, do you know what, like Effia, I reckon you should quit your job and go follow your dreams. Like (laughs) it's just not going to happen. You're going to have to tell yourself to do it because your boss isn't going to walk in and say that to you. And if they do, they're an awesome boss, but yeah, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like, you have to come to that conclusion yourself and you have to be the one that creates the change because people aren't going to do it for you. You know, your parents aren't going to be like, you know what, you should leave that safe and secure job you have so that you can be more happy. Like if they do say that, then that's fantastic. And they're really supportive. But for a lot of parents, like, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know, you should consider financial stability and rah rah just because they want you to be safe and protected that's what parents want to do they want to make sure that their children are safe and protected but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're happy or that you're like living a purposeful life um yeah it's so fascinating how it all works so how can we achieve the extraordinary life that we like desire I think bringing the first step to it is having an awareness of what that actually means for you. So for Mm. me, what I realized a couple of years ago was at this point, I was really kind of deep into my spirituality and manifestation journey. And I was like, yes, these are all these incredible things that I want to manifest into my life. And I looked back on it after a period of time, I think two years have passed. And I looked back at this vision board, actually, that I'd created and none of the things on there had manifested and when I asked myself why this was and when I looked at each of the things I'd put in there I was like I didn't actually want any of these things to begin with these were things that I either thought would make me look good either where I thought I should be at at a certain point in my life but when I truly asked myself what my vision my values my purpose was none of those things aligned with that so 
for me, when it comes to manifestation, um, I've created a five-step method for aligned manifestation. And the very first step of that is not set an attention about what you want to have, but it's actually embody the vibe of your higher self. So think about your vision, think about your values. And that is so personal and so unique to you that no two people will have the same vision and values. Yeah, some people may have the same intention, but those vision and values are so unique and personal to you that when you get right with your own vision and your own values, that you have something that is anchoring you into your truth that no one else can mess with and I think where a lot of people trip up is they don't they don't define those vision and values first so then they're just chasing and chasing and chasing onto the next thing without realizing why they're actually doing it and so how do we I mean how do you do that because I think it can feel kind of daunting to be like what do I want and it's kind of like well I don't really know yet but I know it's different from the way that I'm living now like how how do you do that kind of inner work to realize what you do desire so one way of doing it and I honestly don't believe people when they say they don't know what they want I'm like yeah I'm calling bs I don't believe it and I think there are a couple of ways to do this number one if you truly believe that you don't know what you want write down the things that you currently have that you don't want and work out why it is specifically that you don't want them so for example if you're like I don't like my job it's not just I don't like my job what about your job don't you like is it the way that you're treated at your job is it how much money you earn what specifically and then from there you can be like oh so what I actually want is to have a job that pays me more what I actually want is to have a job where I feel respected and valued and then from there you can be like okay what kind of things could I do that would get me there and this applies to everything not just a job but a relationship so many different areas you can look at what you have right now that you don't actually want to have and then shift that into okay what's the opposite of this that I actually do want the second part of this Mm -hmm. is I believe that most people do have those kind of hidden desires and maybe it's down hidden away underneath the surface or maybe it's like a little bit closer to the surface like mine was but I just wasn't letting myself acknowledge it and the reason that you're saying to yourself that you don't know what you want is because you're scared of it not happening or you're scared of how people will feel or you're scared of being judged so ask yourself do I truly truly not know what I want if someone came up to me and said here's a million dollars go off and spend it on your dreams spend it on your vision you would say actually sorry I don't know what my dream or my vision is so just keep your money because I'm not actually sure you know <laughs> yeah if you were in that situation that would you yeah, you would say give me that yeah. money I'm ready <laughs> like I'll think to something so you know yeah. put yourself in that perspective and say actually um I am taking that authority and autonomy for my own life and I am gonna start putting intention behind the things I actually do want and even just begin saying to yourself even with my clients when I'll say I don't know what I want just say I'll encourage them to shift the language that they're using to I'm in the process of figuring out or I'm in the process of deciding because I don't know what I want is like a full stop sentence like I'm in the process of discovering is like okay I'm just going to let things unfold. I'm going to do the active work that's required to help me. bring it's leaving the door open. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. And I'm curious how like all this kind of work intersects with spirituality. Like it's obviously something that we're seeing become more and more topical. Um, I'm still not quite fully across uh, the whole like spirituality space. Um, I've un- like done, learned a little bit about manifestation, but do you want to explain a little bit more about, because I think, you know, traditionally spiritualities have been very connected to religion, but I know the kind of spirituality you're discussing is uh, quite different, I guess, in some ways. Um, so I guess for those listeners who are still a little unsure of what, you know, spirituality manifestation is and how that all intersects and what we're talking about, do you mind just sharing a little bit of, about that? 
Absolutely. So I actually previously grew up religious. I was Christian and then we were Buddhist and now I would define myself as spiritual. And I would say that the biggest difference between all of these is that with religion, there's kind of a prescribed way that everyone's doing things, whereas with spirituality is about what parts are important to me and what do I want to believe in. So some people may believe in angels and spirit guides. Some people may not be quite there yet. Some people may believe in the power of the universe. Other people might like to use the word God. And you can also be spiritual and religious at the same time or spiritual and non-religious. So spirituality in my eyes is about the freedom to choose what perspective you want to have in life and also about building a relationship with yourself and building a relationship with um, for me I use the term the universe but for you that might be God spirit source whatever you like to call it and really to begin this journey or even deepen your journey of co-creation in order to create the life that you want to live so when people talk about manifestation and particularly when I talk about manifestation the simplest way you can think about it is the realization of your goals and the realization of your potential right developing that potentiality mm -hmm. into the physical actual material world so when people say thoughts become things what they're talking about is not just like thinking about something in your head and then it uh you know manifesting spontaneously but they're talking about thinking about something in your head the process in between of shifting your beliefs understanding your stories doing the practices like meditation or whatever tools that you want to use all of the work in between to actually becoming something you can either hold in your hand or experience in the 3d world that is manifestation mm. Thank you. Cause that clarifies like so much, like in my mind. And, um, I mean, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a space that I'm wanting to learn more about. And I think it's like one of those things that it's like, when you're still a little bit unsure, you're a little bit scared, but I know that I just, I want to try and immerse myself more into it because I think like, it's so fascinating hearing you talk, um, and be so open and aware about, uh, yourself and your mind and your subconscious is so fascinating because I think like the closer that you can be with those parts of yourself, the more aligned you can be in, you know, the work you do in this world in terms of making sure it's purposeful and it's fulfilling and that you are happy. Would you agree with that? I would absolutely agree with that. And I think at its core, that manifestation is really about relationships and it's the relationship you have with yourself and the relationship that you have with the universe or as God, whatever you want to call it. So just mm. deepening that relationship, deepening your awareness and also giving yourself permission to explore I love that. We've got a listener question from Maddie today, who is our podcast editor. She was very excited. Uh, she sent in a question that she really wanted to know from you. And that was, how do you trust your gut and see through all the self-doubt and fears? It's definitely a practice. And the way that you begin to trust your gut more is by listening to those nudges, actually following through with those nudges and then having that evidence. And before doing that, something you can also do that I always encourage my clients to do when they're like, oh, I don't know how to begin manifesting or how do I become a more powerful manifester? And I'm like, you need to prove to yourself that you already have what it takes. You need to like look back at things of your life and be like, 
wait, I manifested that. Wait, just the other week, I manifested someone buying me dinner. And you need to start like looking at the evidence that you already have to prove that you can already do it and to prove that you can trust yourself. The more evidence you can provide yourself, the deeper that sense of trust is. And what we often want to do is like, okay, I'll believe in it like when I get the results. So I'm going to try it. I'm just going to put my foot in the water and kind of see how things go. But actually the attitude we need to have towards things is I believe it now. And the results that I get are just more proof that I already know what I'm doing. So we have to approach things with that. I'm already know what I'm doing. And even if there's a little bit of doubt there, that's completely fine. A little bit of doubt is normal. Even the people who are out there like billionaires and millionaires of the world or Kylie Jenner's or Oprah's still have doubt. That's completely normal. So life is not about being devoid of doubt is actually about changing your relationship to doubt so for me one of the ways I like to strengthen my intuition is definitely through meditation and when I first began meditating it was purely through guided meditation through someone else's voice guiding me which is really great but what is also great is to have your own voice guiding you so some people are a little bit uncomfortable with the silence so maybe you'll want to start with for one minute or five minutes and just having that meditation music on and you can set an intention going into that meditation so if you have an important decision you want to make you'll be like before you go into the meditation I'm setting an intention to get the advice I need to move forward with this decision or I'm setting an in the intention to hear what I need to hear to help me feel powerful to help me feel strong so that I can make this decision and just trust whatever comes to you throughout that meditation for me the way that I communicate with my higher self with spirit guides is not like a okay this is a step-by-step guide of what we're going to do sometimes it will just be like a word mm. so for example last year for me I was meditating and a word that came up for me was boundaries and what was instantly apparent to me is like this month your boundaries are going to be tested stand firm stand tall in your boundaries and I had this experience where someone had wanted me to do content writing for them and it sounded great on the surface but actually when I got into it this person wanted me to work for free for them for two weeks to kind of test how I went having already you know had all of the qualifications having been content writing for nine years I was like that's completely out of alignment with what I want to create and even though at that time I had lost my job due to COVID I was like no I'm going to stand firm in my boundaries because this doesn't align with me or my value at all and then despite turning down the opportunity I had things come up that were way more aligned but at that time the word boundaries came to me I couldn't have known what it was going to be about so sometimes things won't make sense in the moment but just hold on to them and store them and know that this sense will reveal itself as you lean into that trust more and more so first of all when you are getting those gut feelings and you are getting those intention feelings it's something to celebrate and it's a connection that just begins to deepen as you begin to take those action steps and keep leaning in Mm. it's so interesting isn't it like that whole aspect of like you feel that self-doubt feeling in your gut it's like it is it's a it's a visceral physical feeling your body is telling you and like sometimes they can be really good and sometimes maybe not so good but like it's funny I love how you said use the evidence because there's things like you know I could have had I had so much self-doubt about starting a podcast because I thought what if I wasn't good enough but then I was like well, I talk to people every day and I love that. And I'm okay at that, you know, and self-doubt um, gets, well, becomes less when you realize, Hey, I've done that before. Like I've actually interviewed people without really knowing it was kind of like an interview. I just, uh, but I, and I did it and I was fine and I survived and nothing bad happened. And then when you realize that you're like, actually, this might be okay. But like, sometimes it's also your body telling you 
just to, to be aware of that feeling and hold on to that feeling and maybe question it. Why do you feel so uncomfortable about it? And I think it's really nice that like, I feel like, like you said, celebrate those feelings because they're coming from a place where you're actually talking to your like intuition in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. And getting in touch with like what different feelings mean in your body as well. So when you're having those moments where you're experiencing joy and you're celebrating things like notice what's going on in your physiology, what's going on in your body at that time. Like you can feel excitement bubbling in your hands and your hands are tingling or when something contrary, like something challenging is happening, what happens? Like, do you feel constricted? Do you feel like your throat's tensing up? Notice where that happens so then when you are getting those feelings and you think it's a gut feeling be like oh the tingling is in my hand that's a go ahead or oh no the constriction in my chest um in my throat that means no so your body is giving you clues your body is giving you signals all the time just learn how to decode them Mm, absolutely obviously self-awareness has been something that you've kind of spoken on quite a bit throughout this episode and I want to know, like, for those people that is, are like trying to become self-aware, you've mentioned meditation as being uh, one form that can really help kind of bring out that certain side of you. But, you know, how can we become more reflective and more aware, like internally of our thoughts and processes and what our intuition is telling us? The first step is to actually be willing to become self-aware because some people are like, well, I'll be self-aware, but only if I learn good things about myself or yeah, you know, so you have to. Yeah. You kind of don't really want to address the ugly Mm -hmm. parts of yourself. You have to be willing to see everything (laughs) and to approach it from a lens of non-judgment. So whatever you discover about yourself, you can't then immediately beat yourself up about it because this isn't going to encourage you to stay open. That's going to actually encourage you to stay close. So you have to set an intention beforehand, Mm -hmm. before you do the work that you are actually committed to you're actually truly committed to doing the work and that means that you are going to discover some things that maybe paint you in a not so good light so I think the first step is actually making that commitment to yourself and the second step is just getting really really inquisitive and I've always been a particularly inquisitive person I love asking questions and one of my favorite things to do is to write journal prompts and getting into that habit of questioning your line of thought and to really become like an investigator of your own life and understanding why you react to certain things the way that you react and understanding that although some of the beliefs and the thought patterns that you have may not necessarily be yours they may have come from your family or your peers or that one time someone at work said something about the way that you dress but your job is then to take those events and to dissect them and to see what does it really mean like what's the true meaning behind this Mm -hmm. and for me a question that I find to be particularly powerful when it comes to manifesting goals and manifesting things into my life and whenever I'm feeling kind of fearful about it I'm like what am I making this mean about me? So if I was to manifest a million dollars, what am I making that mean about me? Well, that will mean I'm successful. Why will a million dollars mean I'm successful? Well, because that's why I see other people having. Okay, so what's really happening here is you're comparing yourself. So to go down that line of questioning until you get to the truth, not just the um, kind of ego reason that's being presented to you. Don't take everything at face value. Be willing to say like, okay, let's go a little bit deeper with the line of questioning. So what am I making this mean is a question that I really love to ask when it comes to situations, because when you get to the root of the reason, you're like, this is actually kind of absurd when I finally uncover what it is that I'm making things mean about me. 
It's quite confronting, isn't it? Like I really like that example because I think so many people would think automatically if I had a million dollars in the bank that I would be successful or that I would feel like I've achieved something in life. But it's like, but have you? Is that what it's how you're defining it? And I think that's so fascinating because we're so quick to think oh yeah, no, that is success. But then when you question it, it's like, oh, wow, you kind of don't even realize like your ego and so many other ugly things that you're like, oh, oh no. Like, how do you, like, how can you be kind to yourself in realizing ugly parts of yourself? For me, I have kind of decided to stop seeing my life as a battle between light and dark and I think when it comes Mm. to even things like limiting beliefs or shadow work the terms that are associated with it might encourage someone to think that it's bad but I don't even like to use the terms good and bad or I wouldn't even describe it as an ugly thought I would just say like your shadow and your light can walk side by side with each other and none is better than the other I don't believe Mm. in the systems that we have for deciding what is good or bad and we obviously don't have a universal system for what's good and bad either it's also personal to um, each person you know you have like oh I think it's good to wash up the dishes after dinner and your partner's like no I think it's good just to leave them enjoy life and get back to them when I have the time so we all have completely different systems and what good and bad actually means so the way I approach my emotions is I don't see any of them as better, like good or bad. I just see them as information to study. So for me, it's like approaching things like you are a scientist and you're just carrying out your experiments and you're coming to your conclusions. And this isn't, you know, you can't take the bias because as a scientist, you have to take an objective view to what's going on in your Mm. life. So if you do discover these things and you're kind of ashamed of them, it's the guilt and the shame that perpetuate negativity not the emotion itself so feeling anger in itself isn't inherently a bad thing feeling jealousy is not a bad thing like we all experience these emotions what causes people to spiral is I felt really jealous about this oh no why did I feel jealous about this oh my god I feel so bad that I felt jealous about this and one of the biggest Mm. things that I always say to myself is get over yourself like it's not that deep like get over (laughs) yourself like stop taking things so personally and stop making everything about you unless it's wow people think you're so amazing I'm not going to be obsessing myself over like oh my god I'm so pathetic I'm so weak like I just I wouldn't talk that way about myself because it simply isn't true so I think when you're in this journey especially of doing the shadow work and looking at those in inverted commas darker aspects of yourself no number one it's just information to work with no number two that just as you have these limiting belief you also have your limitless belief so while you're doing that work also focus on what's amazing and what's powerful about you and know that this journey of uncovering the work it just allows you to be in deeper alignment with your truth when I talk to people about becoming your higher self it's not like this version of you right now isn't good enough to me your higher self Mm. is not about becoming more good it's about doing things that are more true to you yeah that makes complete sense oh I really love that by the way Effia I (laughs) that was so nice and I really yeah that's I just really like what you how you explain it like it's such a nice way to think and reflect and be kind to yourself throughout the process um I wanted to talk about positivity with you because I really liked the idea and concepts you have around this because I think often we think that happiness can be achieved through positivity, you know, that um, finding happiness is, is, is as easy as being positive. Now, obviously there's some flaws in that and I'd love if you can like explain that concept and maybe explain why it doesn't necessarily work that well. 
I spent a lot of my life chasing happiness and I was actually I've been in the care system since I was around age three I was in adoptive I was in foster care then I was in adoptive care then I was actually orphaned when I was 14 and at that point I went into kinship care and for me around 14 was such a difficult year for me like my mom passed away about a year later my grand passed away a year after that my friend at school passed away and all I'd seen around me was like tragedy and for me my life goal at that point was I just want to be happy and I just want everything to be good and okay all of the time and in chasing that happiness what actually happened was number one I didn't allow myself to properly process my grief even in the moment in then hearing the news of our mom having passed away we went to school the same day we took no time out of school just like kept going continuing because I was like I have to keep going just pretend everything's normal and everything will be normal and what that meant was I didn't process my grief I also suffered from a lot of anxiety a lot of depression and while I was going through the anxiety and depression I felt bad about myself because I wasn't being happy so I actually think there's a danger in chasing happy because that means anything that isn't that you will attribute as being bad and you're going to try and suppress anything that isn't that and eventually what happens when you suppress and you suppress and suppress is at one point it's going to bubble out it's going to bubble over so now the way I approach life and encourage people to approach life is to um, you know appreciate that there is going to be a range of emotions and that pretending that you're positive doesn't actually make you positive what is positive to me is having an outlook where you can take responsibility for the things that are happening in your life where you can take responsibility for making changes in your life and you can take responsibility for saying well in this lifetime it is right to experience a range of emotions like I wouldn't know happiness if I didn't know sadness I wouldn't know joy if I didn't know anger and that all of these emotions are equally important to give you a rich life and one of the universal laws everyone talks about the law of attraction but there's also the law of polarity which states that there's a positive and a negative to everything like everything in life has this charge of positive and negative and as you are a person in this life you have a charge of positive and negative as well so the moments where you do find yourself having negative thoughts just don't go down the spiral of I have a bad thought this makes me bad just understand like why am I feeling this when was the first time I remember feeling this way like what am I making this mean and to having more of an understanding around yourself and knowing that it's not possible to continually be chasing a high it's not possible to hold yourself to such impossible standards no one's expecting that from you apart from yourself so if you you know just release a little bit how would that feel instead and most people in fact pretty much every person I've spoken to and said said yeah you know what that would feel better to have that approach in my life it doesn't feel good to to feel like I can't say these things and I even noticed myself that just the other day I shared something on my um, Instagram story about some racism that I had experienced where I had two separate occasions over uh, the space of a week where I'd been tagged on these Instagram posts and they were other black women but the people had attributed them to being me because we were all black so they're like oh this must be a fear and they tagged me in this post and it happened twice and I shared that on my story and then afterwards I was like oh that wasn't very positive and I was like but I'm just sharing an experience that happened in my life so I think that sometimes you have to know that there is more to life than being positive and truth is more important than positivity So that's not to say just like be super negative and be like down in the like, oh, just like misery and like wallow in your misery. But that is to say that it's more positive to be able to approach yourself through the lens of love than it is to lie to yourself. Yeah. And also to be aware that there will be fluctuations of both sides. Like it's just unrealistic to think that you can only like experience positive thoughts all the time if you have that type of mindset about 
you, like like you kind of said they fluctuate it's like you know it's like a seesaw you can't experience like happiness without experiencing sadness and that you are going to go between the two of them throughout your journey in life um thank you for being so open and sharing your um personal stories there i mean it sounds like you've you've been through an awful lot and had a lot to deal with in your life but the way that you were able to speak so openly about yourself and to be able to empower so many other women through your stories and experience and even getting to this point is just it's so remarkable because I think you know it's it's so amazing to have people out there to support you and our listeners and whoever's listening in terms of getting a fulfilled life and you know and not feeling like they need to settle and not feeling like you know they have to stay in that relationship because they're 31 and you know society tells us that being single at 31 isn't a great thing to do or that you have to stay in your job because you know you have to earn a proper income when you're 28 and you can't go back to uni at 28 to study anything else like I think it's so nice that you are encouraging and holding the hands of so many of us as we embark on these really big transformative periods, because I think it makes it so much easier when you do have people to support you on those journeys. Yeah, I think some of the mentors that I had in my life, you know, like obviously growing up without parents, having those people either be it teachers or uni lecturers, friends, family members have all made such a huge impact on my life. And I think whether you are mentored by a coach or mentored by listening to someone's podcast, that it all makes a difference. And you have to be so proud of yourself for even showing up to do the work to begin with. Mm, absolutely because it requires that level of openness and and almost a a degree of self-awareness too to even think hey I'm actually going to listen to this and do and like see how it sits with me like (laughs) like some people would just ignore it and go like oh no that's too much work (laughs) um I really am excited to ask you this last question FER what is the best piece of life advice that you have ever been given it's so simple that people are often surprised when I say it, but the best advice, I'll also give you the story that goes behind this, is that everything always worked out. And at this time, I had just been fired from a job. So I was doing farm work here in Australia, which if you're from overseas, you do your farm work for three months to get a second year visa. And I had been on my farm work job for six days and I'd been fired after six days because she didn't like my vibe and I accidentally um, reversed a wheel uh, reversed a golf buggy into a wheelie bin and I'd been fired from this experience and I'd found out um, I'd later found out that all the other girls that were working there had kind of ganged up on me to get me fired and I was running out of time to complete my second year visa I'd obviously given up my flat in Melbourne to go out and do this rural experience. So I had nowhere to live. So I was living at my friend's house, desperately searching for jobs. And I was just like so panicked. And he was like, yeah, you know, things always work out in the end. They always, always work out. And I was like, how can they possibly be working out? And then a week later, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Um, and a week later, I had found a new job and I was like, maybe there's something to what he said and then every time like something challenging or difficult happened I just think back to that and kind of mantra that I've come up with myself 
um, for my life is this is a moment, not a lifetime. So anytime I am going through those mm. challenging things, I'm like, this is just a moment. And anytime that I'm having like a beautiful moment and it just feels like the most magical experience ever, I'm like, this is a moment, not a lifetime. Really appreciate this. Really be mindful of what's happening right now. Really stay present. And it just keeps me really grounded in both senses in that I'm more mindful of the beauty that's happening around me. And I don't let myself drown in the challenges. Mm. Well, aren't we lucky that you trusted the process and are now here to stay and help us all out (laughs) in our own journeys? Thank goodness. FER, lastly, how can we follow you? You can check me out on Instagram at TophiaSalter underscore. I also have a podcast, the Manifest Edit podcast. And I also do three five-day virtual retreats where I share my five-step method for aligned manifestation. So you can check that out by going to afiasalter.com forward slash freebie. Oh, amazing. I'll be popping all the links um, to the Instagram, Effie's podcast and her website um, in the show notes below. So do go check them out. Otherwise, Effie, I, I can't thank you enough. This has been just so fascinating and I have learned so much and it has been a real joy to have you on today. So thank you. Yeah, it's been a real joy to be here. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Wow. I hope you enjoyed it. I release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you hit subscribe or follow and tune in next week. Otherwise, in the meantime, you better come join us on Instagram at the Wow Podcast underscore for more updates. Lastly, a friendly reminder that the information shared in this podcast is general advice only and does not take into account your personal situation or needs. Where appropriate, please consult a professional first. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. This podcast was produced by Georgina Beasley and edited by Maddie Hewson. Oh,